Welcome to the Spirit School Podcast. My name is Danielle Sarank, also known as the Squamish Medium. I created this space to inspire lightworkers to go from fear to clear and get connected to their sacred abilities and spiritual practices. I love supporting women through the creation of their heart-centered spiritual businesses in a way that lights them up and aligns them with their purpose. I am passionate to share all I know about the journey to becoming a professional psychic medium, mentor, and coach for the developing lightworker and spiritual entrepreneur. Through interviews, honest stories of my adventures, and lessons I learned, I hope to empower, inspire, and uplift you and get you excited about your life again. Welcome home. Hello, Spirit School listeners. I hope you guys are all doing amazing. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. Today, I am so excited to talk about this podcast episode. I knew I've wanted to record it for so long at this point in time. It's the week before Christmas, and I have decided to do monthly challenges in the initiation circle, kind of like challenges, but not like competition or anything like that. And I really wanted the first month that we do this to be around mindset and confidence because because you guys probably know anyone who is on the mediumship development journey, psychic development, Reiki, angels, whatever it is that you're doing on behalf of, you know, I'm putting in air quotes, the intangible world of spirit, you've probably gone through your own journey or are on your own journey when it comes to confidence um, in your abilities and in your purpose with it, I suppose. So you can't really talk about mindset without confidence. So I wanted to talk a little bit about confidence at the beginning and then go into some mindset tips that you can take with you to become the most embodied and most confident version of yourself as a light worker. So I'm really excited to do that. And of course, you know me as the teacher that I am, I'm going to be sharing a lot of my own experiences with this very painful journey (laughs) because it was a very painful journey for me. And I can only really kind of teach what I have experienced myself, right? And I like teaching in a way that really lets you guys know I have been there. I have had so many compliments. I get them weekly from people saying that they like the podcast, that they enjoy me as a teacher because I'm constantly sharing the struggles that I went through. And again, like that's what I was kept hoping that my teachers would share. So I don't want to come across as talking at you guys. I want you guys to know like I have been there and I still go through it myself. And so I'm going to be sharing a little bit of my own stories um, within this episode as well. And hopefully you guys will have some aha moments. Hopefully you'll get some tools near the end that you can take with you to work towards your own self-confidence. And yeah, it was interesting because, I mean, there's so many crystals I can recommend and oils and all that fun stuff. But the truth of the matter is it's an inside job like much else that we have in the spiritual um, development field. So I'm going to be sharing more of that than anything else. Very practical work here. Very practical work. Um, We're not going to be looking outside of ourselves to work with this. So let's talk about confidence at the onset, right? So confidence, the very word of it means, you know, rough translation from the Latin origin of the word is with trust. How many times do we talk about the spiritual path being one of trust and faith? It completely is. It completely is. If you look at my astrology, I have Saturn in my 12th house. I have a lot of stuff in my 12th house of spirituality. Um, The way that Natalie of Social Astrology worded it for me, she's like, your whole journey here is to lean into and learn about trust and faith when it comes to your spiritual path. She also said it was a very unique placement. And she said, you know, it's very interesting that you picked this for yourself. And it's obvious that your path was to be a psychic medium because I can imagine that you overcame a bunch of, you know, road bumps on the journey to getting your confidence with this. So I found that to be quite interesting because my journey with confidence was a bit of a rocky one, without a doubt, without a doubt. So kind of going back to the beginning... Um, just a little bit of story time first. Like I never believed I was a medium. Like I'd been told I was a medium since I was 17. And when I started seeing readers myself when I, you know, would work and that's kind of how I would spend my money and I would go see readers and every reader I saw between 17 and 31 said that I would be a reader and that I was a medium. And I was like, nope, not me. That's definitely not me. And even when I was 31 and I met my eventual first teacher, And she said to me, you know, you are a medium. You must know that by now. And I said, nope, definitely not a medium. And she says, well, sign up for my mediumship development class and just see what happens. And I was so convinced 
that I wasn't a medium, that I refused to sign up for the mediumship class. I signed up for her kind of basic overarching spiritual development class. And it was actually the third class in that, um, and I know I've shared this story before, but it was the third class in that she actually called me. I had to travel about 300 kilometers, maybe that's around 200 miles, um, to be able to attend this class once a month. And I was on my way there, already almost there, and she canceled it saying no one else could come, so she's going to cancel it. And I said, oh darn, I'm already almost here. It took me two hours to get here already. So she's like, okay, come, come, come. We'll just see what happens. And it just so happened that me and one other woman showed up for that class. And so she just said, you know, let's give Danielle a little bit of space here. Danielle, close your eyes and tell me what you see. And keep in mind, my teacher identified as clairvoyant. She didn't call herself so much a medium. She was like a clairvoyant. And so for me, a lot of my confidence um, was shaken at the very beginning because I didn't see things very easily. And so when I closed my eyes, I just saw two shadows. And I saw one shadow taller than the other. And this knowing kicked in where I said, I see a younger man and a grandmother right? And I said see, but I more or less knew. And then I pulled out the name of the young man. And then of course the woman was, you know, she had a big reaction to it. And it turned out to be, when I said the name, it was her son who had passed a few months before. And so that was kind of like my first mediumship experience. And even though I'd read media books about mediums, had seen the TV shows since I was 14. So I'm talking like, you know, 17 years of, of being interested in mediumship and never really understanding that I was a medium and that was a telltale sign for me that I should get a little bit curious about the mediumship path. I completely was oblivious to it and in doubt of it. So that was how I started my mediumship journey, in doubt, in fear, in confusion. And the next three years of my development were really shrouded in disbelief and lack of confidence when it came to my development and the ability to connect. And a lot of that was, honestly, I had a beautiful first teacher, like she taught me so many amazing things. Um, and I don't regret those years with her without a doubt. I studied with her uh, for the first like three or four years specifically like just her she was my only teacher um, but she didn't share so much about um, the ins and outs of experiences it was more being taught at and so I felt like not confident because I didn't really understand how other people experienced mediumship and so for the first three years, I really dedicated um, myself to just practicing and not putting myself out there in the public to, you know, look a fool for one. That was definitely a big fear of mine, but I really kind of didn't feel like I knew what I was doing. I wanted to know the ins and outs of the practice, of the philosophy, of the mechanics, and validate for myself that I knew what I was doing before I would put myself out there in a confident way to work with the public. So that's a little bit of how I started my mediumship journey and it did start very much so with lack of confidence and lack of self-insurance and zero knowledge on mindset and how important it is in mediumship. And it is incredibly important in mediumship. It is as important as your skill set, as your mechanical ability and knowledge to connect with the world of spirit and work with the general public. Because again, for me, those two skills are completely separate and different things that you have to develop. Sure, we can connect. We all have the ability to connect with mediumship mediumistically with the world of spirit there is it makes zero sense that only a few people would have this ability but the other half of the gift is working with public and not everyone excels at that and so that takes a lot of confidence and so your mindset to even step in front of an audience or step in front of a stranger to share your gift takes a whole lot of courage a whole lot of confidence and a whole lot of mindset and there's been so much beautiful work done on mindset and visualization over the years you know, if we look at the example of like the four minute mile, I'm um, again, totally I'm stealing this philosophy from God knows where it's just something I've heard time and time again, and I'm just sharing it with you. But for, you know, ever, nobody could run a four minute mile. And then the second somebody did run a four minute mile, all of a sudden, everyone was able to do it. It was like this limiting belief was shattered, the glass ceiling was shattered, and everyone's mindset and belief systems were completely freed with that. So for me and my journey in comparison, 
It took me about three or four years to fully step into the belief that I am a medium and that I can connect and work on behalf of the world of spirit. I knew tangibly that I had a gift. I was able to give evidence. I was able to give, you know, knowledge and information that there's no way I could know. But because my mindset took years to catch up to my skill and my gift, it took me a very slow and steady path to step into this work um, for public. And the truth of the matter is, I didn't trust myself. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have that kind of self-love and self-acceptance that I talk so much about now. It's something I actually just kind of nailed this year. And I've been doing professional mediumship work for over four years. So again, a testament to the fact that you can serve spirit and you can serve spirit well without being fully healed or without being fully, you know, transformed in some of your scarcity mindset or healing that needs to be done. You can still do the spiritual work because the healing journey and the mediumship journey really run parallel with one another. And the truth is, I don't think that we're ever fully healed in this human experience. I think once we kind of, you know, I think it's called a Baron Reed that says with every new up level there, there comes a new devil, right? So speaking more generally, you know, I've, I've mentored hundreds of people now. I've been doing professional mentorship since 2017. So going on to my fourth year, it'll be four years this spring in 2021. And I have seen the gamut. Like I have seen so many different levels of confidence at the onset. And it's really made me see and believe that we all come into our abilities and we all come into our light worker path at a completely different level when it comes to confidence. There is no standard and there is absolutely no you know carbon copy of one another everyone comes in with completely different limiting beliefs completely different journeys with their uh you know confidence levels and a lot of that has to do and almost everything has to do with the life that we've led up to that point i know when i was doing my healing journey around confidence and believing in myself i was brought to a time when i meditated on it and i was like okay spirit like why do people obviously see something in me that i don't see and i've shared this story before so bear with me but for my new listeners who don't go that far back, I'm going to share this experience in the story. One, I have suffered with massive and debilitating stage fright my entire life. I am great one-on-one, wonderful one-on-one in the corporate world, in my mediumship, and anytime it came to speaking in front of a group of more than five at work or in my mediumship practice even in our development classes I would break into hives I would forget where I was I would forget what I was talking about I would almost completely black out and not black out to the point of fainting or anything but blacking out not knowing what to say or what I'm supposed to be doing in that moment so there's these two things I was really fighting with the stage fright and as well as this really not seeing myself the way that people clearly saw me in the corporate world. People just wanted me to work for them. They would give me promotions. I wouldn't even have to apply for them. They really liked me. And then even in my spiritual practice, I was very high in demand very early on. I had great reviews. And even still, part of myself didn't believe it. And I wasn't impacted or changed by it because I didn't believe it myself. I didn't embody it. I would get compliments all the time. I would have raving reviews and I would literally think like these people are nuts like what do they see and so it actually took an experience where I applied for this grant to launch this podcast to rebrand to get my website done to get all the equipment that I need including the laptop I'm recording on and the podcast mic I'm using right now And I did not qualify for this grant. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't really have financial goals. I didn't know what was possible. I told them flat out. It was like this indigenous organization. Like I just run off inspiration. I don't know what I'm going to do month to month. I just get an idea and I chase it. And if it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, I pivot. And they gave me the grant. They gave me the grant. And I know tons of people who applied for the same grant and didn't receive it. And I remember crying in the shower and saying to myself, Spirit, why don't I see myself like other people see me? What is with this? 
And so when I got out of the shower, what Skylar does to me after I ponder things for long enough and I try to do the work to uncover it and I feel like they get a little bit of sympathy. Okay, she's trying, guys. She's trying. So I hear the phrase in my mind, take a seat. Now, I'm not a big meditator. I do sit in the power almost every single day, but I'm not a huge traditional meditator. And so spirit always encourages me to sit on my mat and just like take a few breaths and the visions start to come to me with great ease, very clairvoyantly actually, which is another limiting belief I have that I'm not clairvoyant but I get visions all the time from spirit for myself so we'll talk more about that later okay so they showed me very clearly this time when I was six years old I was at a daycare it was called Sunnyside Daycare my parents were there we were in this big cafeteria and the all the kids in the daycare were planning this like play so we each had to do like a five minute skit and I remember doing it with my two best friends at the time we were little puppies and the minute we were set to go on stage I backed out I said I can't I can't do it and I went and sat on my mom's lap and watched my two best friends completely change the play and just like roll with it and do amazing and I remember sitting on my mom's lap and I was it was a visceral experience not only could I feel my parents disappointment and that's not their blame right I'm sure that they you know scheduled their time to come watch me come on the stage and then all of a sudden I chicken out and go on my mom's lap I can imagine how they feel and not only that but I could viscerally experience my own disappointment with myself and I remember this experience being you know 37 and seeing the six-year-old version of myself not only you know let stage fright get the worst of me but not believe in myself that I could do this and it was something that I had to heal within myself and I had to go back to that little six-year-old girl and say it's okay you know what your life may have looked a little bit different if you did step on that stage but you're where you're supposed to be at this time you were speaking in front of audiences you were courageous and you are worthy of being seen and heard and it was this beautiful healing experience of healing the six-year-old self and it really did help me energetically overcome a lot of my limiting beliefs in myself, a lot of my self-worth, a lot of my self-value. And I was able to start to see myself like other people see me. So now when I actually receive compliments and I hear people say, that was amazing, or you really changed my life by saying this, I can receive it now. I can actually receive it because I healed that aspect of myself that was really holding me back from being fully confident. And that was you know a lot of mindset shifts too in the background just healing that version of myself so that's just to give you a little bit of an example of how when we step into our abilities we all come at confidence in a very different place based off of our past experiences so if you are somebody who feels like they are lacking confidence I highly recommend you take a seat I highly recommend you go through the versions of yourself throughout your lives and try to find the trigger source of where you may be lacking confidence and again confidence for me was not lacking in the one-on-one it was lacking in being seen in groups and it didn't only translate to my mediumship work it also translated in the corporate world I was a very I'm a very confident person but you get me into a meeting room with my department that I'd been working with for seven years and you go around the room and say okay how are you feeling today based off of you know the weather so we'd go around saying oh I feel windy today I feel a bit flighty when it was about to come to me I would break into hives all I had to tell the groom was how I felt that day. I didn't have to present anything. I didn't have to share my work. I just had to tell people how I felt that day. That's how debilitating my stage fright was. And people who see me now almost don't even believe it <laughs> that I was that scared. I'm still that scared. I am still that scared. I did repeat that, okay? <laughs> the, the podcast did not just freak out on you. I did repeat that. But I want to be very, 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 very clear. I still have to walk through my stage fright every single time I host a spirit circle in the initiation circle, every single time I host a mediumship masterclass in the initiation circle, every time I launch a class that I have to present to, I had 44 people live on my Empowered Podcaster class. The first thing I said was, "Is would anyone be scared being me right now? 
put up your hand and a lot of people put up their hands I'm like me too it takes me a few minutes to kind of get into this and walk through my fear um, to be able to show up and feel fully confident like I know what I'm talking about I know what I'm doing I'm so proud of the work and my body of work that I've, I've brought into the world but I still constantly have to walk through that little six-year-old girl that wants to run away that wants to go nuzzle into my mom's chest and and sit on her lap I'm still that six-year-old girl but I'm also this 38 year old woman who knows my power who has been validated year after year after year after year by putting myself out there that I'm worthy of being heard and that I am worthy of this path I am both of those beings so I have to make a choice in every single minute in every single instance who am I going to be in this moment and I'm not going to waste my life. You know, I've had an NDE. I have, you know, studied end-of-life doula work. I know the regrets of the dying. I am not going to go this life without truly living it. So I choose the powerful version of myself. I don't let that six-year-old girl uh, take over. And I bring her with me. Because every time I step through my fear, every time I step through my lack of confidence, I'm healing an aspect of myself. And it is worth it every single time every single time and this is why in mediumship we can't compare ourselves guys we can't compare ourselves to anyone else because our lives are like a thumbprint it's like a snowflake you can't compare we look at other mediums I wish I was that confident I wish I was that clear I wish I was that accurate I wish I was able to get that information that I don't seem to be able to get right and the only reason why we can't is because we believe we can't and I taught I teach this in the initiation program the six-week mediumship development journey it's coming out January 22nd guys I'm so excited about it but I teach a lot of this when it comes to I have a whole week lessons just on evidence and different forms of evidence and the only reason why we can't get specific pieces of evidence a is because we believe we can't completely tied to mindset and b we don't have a reference for it we haven't lived a big enough life yet to be able to call upon the information that spirit is impressing upon us because we need to have references that trigger memories that trigger feelings that trigger emotions that trigger visions that are almost like a remembrance to us but it does come down to mindset as well the second i was able to clear my mind around not being able to get names. I get names almost all the time now. That just happened this year. It was what Anthony Maraca said when I did that interview with him where I said, you know, it's funny because I don't really get names in my mediumship, but I also don't get names in my real life. So I started actually intending and focusing on getting people's names in real life. And then I started getting names in my readings. It was this shift, this mindset shift that um, happened that cleared the way for me to be able to get that. Do I get every single name? No, but I don't believe any medium does other than Sean Leonard. <laughs> other than him, I don't know a single medium that gets every single name right. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about what Anthony said when I come to um, the mindset work that we're going to be doing. So we all have very different degrees of confidence and we're all going to be confident in different areas of our work. So for me, I was very confident with one-on-one -on -one right away. I'm a good talker. I'm charming. I'm likable. I know this. I'm not being egotistical saying this. I know this about myself. It saved my skin many times in my life. It was actually a survival tactic for me in my early 20s when I was a big life stuff upper. I could always get out of trouble by being charming. So I knew this about myself before even going in to my mediumship work so I always had that with me and so my confidence with my one-on-one -on -one was always strong but my confidence in groups and demonstrations was nothing it was zilch it was nothing even I developed with the same woman for three years the teacher would get me to go up and demonstrate I was so scared I would sit down I have no idea what I just said I have no idea if it was any good I don't remember a thing of it that was my blacking out and I was working with the same people that's how debilitating my stage fright was back then it still is in a lot of respects it still is that but when I did my astrology last year with Natalie it was actually almost a year ago exactly it was December 11th 2011 she said you know you're and I did this with Michael Lennox too when I had a reading with him on July. <laughs> Come up with all the different dates. I don't know why I remember dates so well. I get them a lot in my readings too. But um, yeah, what, what they were saying is that my astrology was actually set up for me to talk in front of large audiences. Not just groups, but large audiences. 
And I told Natalie last year, I was like, that is not me. I'm actually known for my one-on-one and the largest group I ever spoke to in my mediumship work was eight. I did do a few group readings in my first few years of being professional, but I didn't like the energy of them. I didn't like like the sideshow kind of like energy of them when I would go to someone's house. And so I didn't do them anymore. And then in my teaching, I also would max my moon circles and I would max my um, development circles at eight because I knew that was kind of my threshold when it came to my self-confidence and Natalie said to me she's like what well, I don't know what to tell you kid she's like your astrology is completely set up for you to talk in front of large audiences so you just need to do it scared and that was big life-changing advice for me it completely changed my life we came up with a plan I actually joined her mastermind after that and we came up with a plan that on the full moon in Leo February something um, 2020 I would do my first large group demonstration I avoided that like the plague for six years six years I remember being with Tony in 2016 he really liked me I was very pregnant at the time and I helped plan um, his retreat. So I was kind of his right hand at this retreat. And he said, okay, Daniel, let's go up and demonstrate. And I couldn't, I was like, nope, nope, I'm not going to do it. I had the perfect opportunity to get assessed by one of the greats. And I was like, nope, not going to do it. Nope, you can't even pay me to go up there. It was a big no. So that was something that I had to do scared. And I set up my demonstration. I put the tickets up. They sold out in a few hours, <laughs> like literally I just put it on my personal Facebook, not even my business Facebook, and it sold out in a few hours. So I knew, okay, Spirit's obviously aligning it and encouraging me to do this. And the day of my group reading, I was so scared, guys. I mean, my husband said he'd never seen me so quiet in my entire life. I'm like, why did I book this in the evening? Why did I not book this in the morning so I didn't have to think about this all day I actually had to lay down three times and I usually use visualization as a tool which I'm going to share when we get to the mindset piece and I couldn't even visualize a positive outcome I was that terrified and I stood up in front of the audience 22 people that's what I capped it out at and I did great it was one of the most, it was actually the most magical experience of my life. I was terrified. I was shaking the whole time. I don't remember almost all of what I said or what was done, but I do remember people laughing. I do remember feeling great after so good that I couldn't even sleep for a couple days. So Natalie was right. You just have to do it scared. And I did one the next month for 33 people. I experienced massive stage fright there as well. I don't think the audience knew. I've actually recorded and have, I, I do a lot of online demonstrations, but I do them for practice. So you never hear about them because I only invite certain people. Um, and I, I have specific teachers that I work with, um, like Mavis and some other ones that set it up for me. So I do a lot of online demonstrations so I can record myself and watch myself. And I'm so scared, but I don't look scared. That's always a shocking part for me is that how I feel inside and how I present myself is completely different as well um that's mindset as well and so I did the next one to 33 went great actually got more positive reviews from that one even though I didn't feel the same with it um and then COVID happened and I haven't been able to do them in town since because we can't gather in groups anymore but I'm so glad I went into quarantine walking through my fear overcoming my limiting beliefs and mindset and overcoming the lack of confidence to do these large group readings because I felt so good going into quarantine after that we were in quarantine for many months four months I'm glad I did it because God Guys, I would be sitting here today with regret, with regret for not even trying. And regret is like one of like the worst things that we can we can go life through, right? And like at the end of the days, you've heard me say this before, we don't have a wallet, we don't have a set of keys, we don't have a car, we don't have a home. We are with our memories and we are with our life experiences. And so I vow to live my life with no regret. So I am so glad that I went through that and I experienced that. And my next thing that I'm working through is doing online public demonstrations for you guys. That is something that I'm working through right now. I've done so many this year with my mentors and they've all gone so well, but there's still this little resistance within me and it's something that I'm going to have to continue to walk through. So I have a personal goal in 2021 to do four online group demonstrations for public. So you see, I'm sharing this because I want you guys to know and feel that just because you turn pro 
your shit doesn't go away. It doesn't get in a nice and tidy bow and swept under the rug. You're still continually having to lead yourself through lack of mindset and confidence in this work without a doubt. So there's no magic um, switch that gets turned off. And I will tell you with 100% certainty that it's all an inside job. I can say citrine crystal and bergamot oils for confidence, but that's looking outside of yourself. It's always going to be inside of yourself what you have to um, cure when it comes to stepping into your confidence. So then what is lack of confidence look like in actuality in your spiritual practice and in your light working gifts, right? So you may find yourself completely relying on the sitter's experience to validate your worth in this practice. So if the sitter did not give you like, wow, that was amazing, or thousand yeses, or leave saying that their life was changed, you therefore have the mindset that the reading sucked or that it was not good enough, or it was not up to par. If you are in a place where you are completely relying on the sitter's experience to validate your gift and your abilities as a medium, you are lacking confidence without a doubt, and you need to heal that shit, right? Hashtag heal that shit. You may find yourself people-pleasing. So this is going extra, right? So I did this really early on. When I felt like I wasn't doing very good in the reading, I would go like an extra half an hour <laughs> and then become energy sick and overdrained. You may actually give people a bit of a refund and saying like, I didn't think that was very good, so here you go. Here's half the money. And they're probably sitting there like, what the hell is she talking about? I thought that was great, right? They're not sitting there in every single reading. They don't know what one reading looks like to the next. They only are basing this off their human experience and their experience with you. You may also find yourself giving free readings. So you might see yourself, and I've done this myself, where I was like, oh, that wasn't very good. Maybe come back in a few months and we'll try again. And I've actually had people like never come back. <laughs> I only did that once though. And what I, I won't make excuses, but what happened was I didn't realize I was on the onset of being really, really, really sick, like so sick. I had to cancel readings for two weeks. And so I emailed this lady saying, you know what? Like, I don't think that reading was very strong. So I'll give you a free 30 minute reading whenever you want. I never heard from her again, but that's people pleasing. That was me lacking confidence and lacking self-worth in this, that the reading was good and it was exactly how it was meant to be in that moment and just like leaving it. So those are different things that may come up for you if you are lacking confidence. Also these like limiting beliefs and isms in your practice where you're saying things, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves, and this is something that I, I've done myself, but I have completely rectified in my practice. And you only know this by looking back at your work. So I do recommend that you do record your practice sessions or your professional sessions and do look back at them and so it's saying things like I don't know but or this might not be correct but or I don't typically get names but would you understand so you're saying these kind of like you know isms that are protecting your ego and really pulling you out of the connection with spirit and so that's a real big signifier that your confidence is a bit rocked in that moment and getting no's will rock your confidence as well and so you need to kind of like look at those mindset beliefs and you need to kind of look in the mirror and say I do get names everything that comes to me today is what is meant to come through and really you know, working with mindset and working with affirmations to completely shift and change that narrative. And a lot of those things that we bring up into our readings are habits. They're not even our true core beliefs. And we can carry those habits forever until somebody calls us out on it and we have to look at it and completely change it. So if you are somebody who brings in those negative, you know, starter offers in whatever evidence you're about to bring through, that needs to stop right away. Like you got to stop it. So listen to your past recording, see if you do it, come up with a different way to phrase it, right? So I simply say like, would you understand the name Henry? Now the spirit might be Henry or or somebody closely connected to them. If no, that's fine. Just keep it with you. Remember I said it, right? So it's almost like a higher vibe to say things like that because when we're doing mediumship or any spiritual ability, we're in the power. And by saying things like, I don't know, but, or I don't know if you'd know this, or I don't typically get this, that completely pulls us out of the power because our ego in that moment is trumping because we're only saying things like that right? Because we're afraid of being wrong or we're afraid of looking a fool and we're afraid of our sitter not believing in our abilities. So that's when the mindset stuff has to shift. And there's so many different tools I'm about to tell you guys that you can, you can work with that. Um, yeah. And then same, just the other example I wanted to use was, you know, just 
there's so many things that I didn't believe I could get and you can and you just have to believe that you can and you have to tell yourself that you can um, in in mediumship even people who I see doing amazing light working and amazing like psychic readings I'm like oh I'm not medium or I've even seen it the other way oh my god guys I've seen it where I've seen different mediums just say no I'm not a psychic or I, I don't I don't get psychic information and they mask it with um, I, I only do mediumship I don't do psychic well guys I mean both are required and both are really needed in this work and I can guarantee you nine out of ten sitters are going to come to you and not only like hope and wish to also get insight into their lives which could be perceived psychic but there's like something limiting in your mindset that is saying that you can't do both or that both are not equally as important to a sitter right and so we really have to kind of look at whatever we're saying we don't do or can't do why is there a limiting belief there is there a mindset belief that one is in a hierarchy above the other when it's all coming from spirit and it's all coming from a place to serve. So just kind of look at that when it comes to your own practice and your own beliefs and what you're doing. I see it too with Reiki people. So many people who go into studying Reiki literally have mediumship experiences. And I get so many people in my mentorship programs that come from Reiki programs, like help teach me, like how do I do this? Um, and because I don't know how Reiki works at all, but there is a big mindset shift I see that has to happen for people who experience Reiki to fully embrace and go into mediumship. I don't know what that is. I actually want to take a Reiki course just to try to like understand it. But I do see a lot of people coming in from Reiki into mediumship with huge mindset shifts that need to happen for them to be able to understand like yes that spirit and yes that is mediumship information that is coming through okay so now i'm going to kind of move on hopefully this is helpful for you guys um <laughs> and now i'm going to kind of get into okay so then how do we shift our mindset to come fully confident into our abilities now i'm going to be doing a lot of this in our uh, initiation circle which is the monthly membership for mediumship and spiritual development um in january but I want people to see the difference between going into a practice session with confidence and with some of the techniques I'm about to teach you and not just going in really doubtful and really scared and see the difference in experience that you have because here's the truth you need to be in a place of confidence and high vibration to be able to serve spirit well so whatever you need to do to get to that space you do that thing that's like I don't meditate before my sessions because I get too in my head I let my head and the worst case scenario carry away with me I choose to put on the greatest showman soundtrack which is the happiest soundtrack in the entire world and I dance because that makes me feel happy and confident and high vibe lack of confidence is low vibe full confidence is high vibe you don't really need me to tell you that it just is so that's how come confidence and positive mindset are so important in mediumship because you chose and vowed to be a servant of spirit and it's up to you as an individual and as a servant of spirit of spirit to get you to the place that you can be fully of service and show up as your best version of self and that is confident so when it comes to mindset, what are some things that we can do to get to that place, right? I just told you like I move my body. Not a great dancer, actually not a great dancer at all, but I love the way that the music from The Greatest Showman soundtrack moves through me. It lights me up. It brings me to tears. It's so life-affirming for me. It makes me want to live. It makes me want to just like run out of my house and chase my dreams. So that's how I get into that space. A really great way to do this is affirmations and mirror work. I'm going to join them together here because... I think that you should be doing affirmations in the mirror. And so I didn't realize that I was doing the work of Louise Hay this whole time because I didn't actually start reading Louise Hay's work until last year, believe it or not. And I felt like, oh my God, I feel like I've been channeling Louise Hay this whole time because all the techniques that I just intuitively did myself, she talks about in her books from like the 80s and 90s. I was like, holy shit, I think Louise Hay is like one of my angels, <laughs> literally, because I was also doing them in front of the mirror and she has a whole book called Mirror Work. I'm like, what the what? And so I remember starting out year one professional. So this was back in 2016 when I fully stepped into doing this work for public um, website up, all that fun stuff. Right. And I remember sitting in front of a mirror 
and looking at myself and saying, you are a medium. You are a good medium. You are a medium who helps people live transformational lives. And I would say that over and over again, looking at myself in the eyes. And I would do it for about four or five minutes before my client came. And I would be there to greet them at the door with this, this energy of, I am here to serve you. I am here to do the best that I can for you. And so it's so powerful to use affirmations and to use it looking in the mirror, looking at yourself to fully kind of embody and integrate it. I love affirmations around, I love myself, I accept myself. I love myself, I accept myself. Again, another Louise Hay synchronicity is spirit just actually told me in the bath like two months ago, Danielle, it all comes down to self-love and self-acceptance. I was like, wow, okay, I get that. I love that. Okay. And then sure enough, I'm in a book club where we're reading Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. And when the chapters, the whole thing's on self-love and self-acceptance, I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, this is amazing. And this is where I want to bring in another Anthony Maraca quote, because when I was asking him on the podcast interview in the summer, you know, what are some of the fears you had to get over? What are some of the fears that you see a lot of your students have to come over? And he talked about getting it wrong. And what he did is he would look in the mirror and he would say, Anthony, it's okay to get it wrong. It's okay to get it wrong. It's okay to get it wrong. And he would say that on repeat until he knew that if you got to know, it's okay. It's completely okay. And so I love that example of using affirmations and mirror work when it comes to building up your confidence and switching your mindset in this work. So I also want you to look at who you're hanging out with, right? Like what are the mindsets of the people who you are choosing to spend your time with? The accounts you choose to follow on social media, right? What are their mindsets? Are the people who elevate you? Are they people who inspire you or are they people who remind you of who you no longer are? And it's really important to surround yourself um, energetically with people who elevate you and make you feel good and make you want to chase your dreams and, and let you know what is possible. So look at the people who you're hanging with and look at who you're surrounding yourself with too when it comes to switching your mindset. And yeah, I love that. There's also a ton of beautiful YouTube videos on mindset. Like I love motivational speaking. I love, I am not religious. But I just need to get this out there. But I love Joel Olstein. I listen to his church services on iTunes every day. He publishes a new, I don't know what you call them, um, like I don't know, I call it motivational speaking, but whatever they do in church, right? He's taught a sermon. He posts a new sermon almost every day. And oh my God, guys, they elevate me. And yeah, he is giving Bible quotes and he is using the Bible as a reference, but he is one of the most motivational, positive speakers I have ever encountered. And so I absorb and consume him every single day because he elevates me. He may not have that effect on every single person, but he has that effect on me. So that's what I do. This is how come I need you guys to hear these tips, but find your own that elevate you and make you feel good. So I consider myself hanging out with Joel Olstein every day. He's somebody who really ignites me. I also need you to shift your mindset and do things before you're ready. Okay, now this might seem counterintuitive because you might think like, well, I need to think it to be able to do it. No, sometimes you need to do it to be able to fully embody and feel it. So a good example is my first demonstration of mediumship. I wasn't, I didn't feel ready. I didn't feel like I knew what the freak I was doing. I'd never taken a demonstration class before. I've seen a couple of people do it. I remember at the retreat with Tony, he did like one evening where he had three people come up and do it, but it wasn't a demonstration class. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but I freaking did the thing and I killed it. And I'm so glad that I did it. So I had to move before I was ready. This is where the quote comes in, do it scared. You don't want to die with regrets in your heart. I promise you, you don't. So sometimes to change your mindset, you need mindset. <laughs> you need to show yourself that you can because you can. I promise you, right? And this is the other thing around mindset is looking at your life. If you died tomorrow, what regrets do you have? What things do you wish that you pursued? What dreams do you wish that you chased? Really look at that. This is a tool that you can journal. 
maybe use that as a journal prompt. Have I accomplished up to this point everything that I had hoped that I had? Because if you can look at your life and be like, no, I haven't, but I'm ready to start today. That is a mindset shift that is going to put you closer to your spark in life, to what really fills you up and brings you joy and fulfills you. And when you're on that mindset path of wanting to chase every dream and fulfill every, you know, inspiration, you're not going to let some sort of limiting belief get in your way at all. I also want you to look at visualization when you are doing your work, okay, mediumship or whatever spiritual abilities that you're expressing right now for the world of spirit, however you're expressing it. If you could sit the morning of, it doesn't have to be right before, but if you could sit for five minutes the morning of visualizing the most positive outcome possible, the most positive outcome possible because you have to remember as humans who have had, we've been knocked down by life, right? Especially us in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, maybe not 20s. <laughs> I don't think we have that kind of self-awareness in our 20s that we do in our 30s and 40s. But um, if you we have a negative bias, we typically go to worst case scenario. So for five minutes, the day that you're about to serve spirit, I want you to think about the best case scenario. I want you to visualize yourself the minutes after you... Uh, hang up with that client and I want you to visualize yourself dancing around your room I want you to be on your knees thanking spirit thank you for that beautiful experience thank you for bringing through that evidence that really made a shift in this person's life I want you to spend time visualizing and feeling what that experience feels like for yourself and I want you to do that every single time I bet you your readings will be 10 times more enjoyable which will translate into 10 times more accurate when you do work like this you know i'm into angels i really encourage you to work with the energy of archangel jophiel okay archangel jophiel is a beautiful angel and she's actually known as the angel of beauty in and out she helps clear up the mindset of us she helps clear up those ugly self-dialogues and those ugly limiting beliefs and replace them with ones of love and hope and divinity so use archangel jophiel's energy to your advantage here in your work bring her near for your sessions bring her near when you're ready to look at the root cause of why some of your mindset and belief systems are the way they are and they usually do stem from childhood or some sort of experience that we had i don't need to go into past lives but there could be that as well bring jophiel close and saying thank you for replacing this limiting belief with one of expansion and love Thank you for showing me the root cause so I can call in Archangel Michael to cut all cords to that belief and replace it with Jophiel's love. Okay, I really want you to do that as well. Again, inner child healing, really looking at where the belief system was stemmed from because it does come from some point in our life that no longer serves us. Go back and talk to that version of ourselves. Bring her or him with us into the next phase of our existence, which is one of power and certainty and clarity. Okay, so do that inner work. And I really want you to live your life walking with faith, not sight, okay? This is where the word confidence, which means, you know, trust. It Trust and faith are, you know, the same thing to me. So I want you to walk life by faith and not sight, right? We see it when we believe it. And I want you to focus this next chapter of your development on believing it. You are worthy of this path. Our creator, she would not have put a vision or a dream or a desire in our hearts that we could not accomplish, that we don't have everything in us, cosmic makeup and, you know, our past experiences to achieve everything that inspires us. Okay, we have it in us. And so I want you to chase every dream, every inspiration. I want you to live the most expansive life. I want you to not let the limiting beliefs and negative mindset win anymore. If you can vow from this day forward to forgive yourself and accept this, accept yourself that you do come in with some baggage and that you do come in with some limiting beliefs and you accept yourself with that and you fully embrace that. But I can make a choice today to change that. And I can make a choice to choose a different thought and to choose a new truth for myself. And I promise you, your readings will get more fun. They will get more clear and you will feel more confident. 
So if you're interested in topics like this and you're interested in learning more about having how to apply this to your practice and get some practice behind you with some of these techniques that I have talked about, you really need to consider my classes that are coming up, the initiation, which is a six-week mediumship foundations experience. I have a waitlist going. It's in the link below. Um, it's a wonderful six-week journey where I teach so many different topics. I mean, there's over 30 different topics that I cover uh, philosophically as well as through the mechanics of mediumship. It is mediumship specific. So even if you have never had a mediumship experience before, you are still going to have a mediumship experience within the six-week journey. I've had people who have never had an experience come in and I've had people who have been tarot readers for over 30 years that have gone in and have found it incredibly transformational and incredibly informative and the whole vision behind the program that I run is to get clear confident and connected to your abilities and your purpose when it comes to your light working abilities and mediumship so not only do you get over 30 classes when it comes to different areas of mediumship foundations and development it is actually a beginner and intermediate class so even people who have done readings before would be an excellent fit for this but you also get two weekly practice readings that I set up for you. So you get two practice readings. We have weekly spirit circles where we sit in the power together every single week. You get weekly Q&A coaching calls with me. And for a few of you who want to like upgrade, there's two different levels to pay. For 10 people, there's also an opportunity to get an hour one-on-one -on -one mentorship with me, which I don't offer single sessions anymore. You have to sign up for a four-month mentorship package with me, which is fully booked until spring 2021 right now um so it's going to be a transformational program i walked 22 people through my method my methodology and all of them had incredible success with it so i know that this is a course that will change your life uh, it's super affordable i'm keeping it at a price point that is going to be super affordable and it's going to also come with amazing facebook community as well and you are going to make life-changing connections with other people within this program there were actually four women who signed up for my last one who ended up starting a podcast together calling the mediumship sisters and they're so close so these are the type of connections that you can make with one another meeting your peers finding your tribe coming out of that spiritual closet in a very safe space so hit the link below the seats go on sale for the wait list on january 31st so people on the wait list will get first dibs at, um, you know, snagging up a seat, especially because there's only going to be 10 spots to work one-on-one -on -one with me. Um, and then on January 1st, I'm going to be launching it through Instagram and my newsletter and all the different social media platforms. So I'm really excited for this. I can't wait to run it again. It starts January 22nd. Again, weekly coaching calls, weekly spirit circles. Um over 30 different classes on 30 different areas of mediumship development, weekly partnered exercises, which is where you're really going to see the biggest impact and what you're learning is going to be through the doing. So I'm really excited. Hope to see you there. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode, the tips and the stories that I share. If you loved it, please do leave a review and a rating. It would really help me out in the podcast sphere, have other people and new people discover my work. And I will see you guys on the gram at Squamish Medium. And I look forward to the next episode.